You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my sin rolled away. You know, this message today and every message that's preached here at Misty Creek Community Church We focus on Jesus. We focus on the cross because it is the cross that represents what he did for us. It represents death, but it also represents new life and life eternal. You know, even though our our world has shut down, we we know that the sovereign power of God still exists. It's it's time for us to... To come out of the, the, the chaos of the noise. And we're able to do this because we're sheltering in place. We're, we're social distancing. It's time for us to come out of that noise and really focus on what is the will of God for our lives. You know, we've been given time to reorder our life. I've really enjoyed being with my family of four at home these last couple of weeks. We're eating dinner around the table. We're engaging in conversation with one another. We're praying together. We're playing basketball. We're playing cornhole. We're playing catch. We're going for walks. We're doing things that bring us together as a family. And rather than social distancing ourselves from God, we're leaning into God and we're learning more about his will for our lives. And his will is for us to glorify him and to tell everyone that we can about him and enjoy him forever. The reason that we're continuing to do these services online is to get his message out there. It's our calling in life to tell you about Jesus and his love, his grace, which is the shorthand way of expressing God's unconditional love for us. He's sovereign, and he's always been sovereign no matter what our world is facing right now. You know, we're being told to social distance ourselves from one another. And the question we must ask, though, I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you social distancing yourself from God? Or are you taking this time to pray, to study his word, and to learn more about him, and to listen to his still, small voice? I want you to listen to this timeless passage from Ephesians. This is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is for your life. We've been given this opportunity to listen to his voice, to seek after him. So let's do that. Let's lean into him during this time. You know, Satan is always looking for every opportunity to destroy families and churches and our our prayer life and and our time with Jesus. He's looking for those opportunities. And it might seem like Satan is winning the battle. He's been closing the door of the churches. He's been canceling Bible studies, the stoppage of Christians meeting together. But you know what? He cannot keep us from reading our Bibles and knowing the truth, the voice of truth. He cannot stop us from having Zoom gatherings and other video conferencing and texting and FaceTiming. And people are even 
even writing letters again. You ever heard of snail mail before? People are actually writing letters and mailing those letters. But you want to know something? Satan has been distracting us for years by keeping us so busy that we don't have time to do what we know we should do. His plan is to keep us busy in the non-essentials of life. Did you hear that? To keep us busy with the non-essentials of life and invent innumerable schemes to occupy our minds. He decided to tempt us to spin, 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 borrow, borrow, borrow. He persuades us to go to work for long hours, six to seven days a week, 10 to 12 hour days, so we can afford our empty lifestyles. If he can keep us from spending time with our children and our spouses, he knows our families will fragment and our homes will offer no escape from the pressures of work. He entices us to play music or text whenever we drive and to keep our cell phones going constantly, even in the bathroom and while we go through the drive through or the checkout line. So this jams our minds and leaves us with little time to spend with Christ. And the world, the world has joined with Satan's plan to consume our minds with bad news 24 hours a day and flood our mailboxes and phones with junk mail and inappropriate images and messages, constantly being tempted. You know what? Many people have been working in their own strength for years, sacrificing their health and their family for what? For what? More money, bigger houses, self-centered living for me, myself, and I. I want you to think about that for a moment. All this that we've been doing to consume and work and bring in all this money, so to speak, is it worth it? Or have we sacrificed our relationship with God, first and foremost, and those who are most important to us? I just want you to think about that. Now, I want to say this. Satan is no match for Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, our world shut down as we know it. Our busy schedules became less busy. Unless you're a healthcare worker or you, you work in the first responder business and other services, for a lot of folks, life has slowed down some. We've been given time to reorder our lives. If we haven't made time for Jesus, and I want you to hear this, if we've not made time for Jesus then maybe he just gave us a little jump start. Hey, look at me. I'm here. I've always been here. I've never changed. I'm forever the same. I love you. Come to me. Lean into me. I can be with you through this if you will allow me to be. I've never left you, but you left me. Now come back and let's live this life together. We should take the time we have during the next few weeks and use that time wisely. It may change your priorities and your life. Now you have the time. Are you serious about your eternity and living now for the glory of God instead of consuming your life with meaningless chaos? Once again, I want you to make time every day to come out of the noise of the chaos and hear that still, small voice of God. The only voice of truth. When all of this is finished, may the glory of God be revealed and may our world experience God's great awakening. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something that I know 
for a fact. This is empirical right here. A revival is hitting our land. It is. Not just the United States of America, but the entire world is going to experience a great awakening. And the question is, will we be ready when we can open the doors of the church again? Because they're going to come, and this isn't going to be just a one-time or a two-Sunday thing. This is going to be forevermore, ladies and gentlemen. Our world is going to be rocked for the cause of Christ. You know, here at Misty Creek Community Church, we've been studying the last seven words of Christ from the cross the last five weeks. And today's word is, it's finished. It's finished. And you've probably said several times, I'll be glad when all of this is finished and we can return back to, to normal if there is such a thing. You know, I never saw a more difficult film to watch than Mel Gibson's The Passion of Christ. For most of that movie, I wanted to close my eyes. It was horrible to watch even a, a cinematic version of the crucifixion. And it was beyond comprehension to think that this actually happened to somebody, and not just anybody, but my Savior, my Lord, Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, I had studied the crucifixion before, and I knew in my head what Jesus experienced. But seeing a visual presentation of his suffering was almost more than I could bear. When the passion of Christ was over, I felt relief. Thank goodness it was finished. When Jesus said it is finished, surely he was expressing relief that his suffering was over. It is finished in part meant this is finally done. But the Greek verb translated as it's finished is tetatlista. That's a hard word to say. I won't say it again. It means this. It's done. It's complete. That's what it means. Will Williman has described these words of Jesus as something similar to what Michelangelo might have said while looking up at the Sistine Chapel after he completed his last brush stroke. It is finished as he looked at this glorious artwork. Something astounding amazing and awesome was finished as Jesus died on the cross, a masterpiece of love and redemption. But let me ask this. What exactly was accomplished on the cross? There are three things I want to focus on. Listen up now. Number one, he had announced and inaugurated the kingdom of God. Number two, he had revealed the love and grace of God. And number three, he had embodied that love and grace by dying for the sin of the world, thus opening up the way for all to live under the reign of God. We're going to unpack these for just a few moments. But first, I want to ask you this. Who is Jesus to you? Look around at the people with you. If there's someone with you or your family's with you, and ask that question, who is Jesus to you? Who is he? Can you articulate who Jesus is to you? I can. He's, he's my redeemer. He's my savior. He's, he's our high priest. He's our atoning lamb. He's the wounded healer, the suffering servant, the king who's willing to die for his people. On the cross, he shows us what love looks like. In his death and resurrection... He identifies with our pain and our suffering and our mortality. And in his resurrection, he proves that he overcame each of these. 
Jesus was doing all of this on the cross to redeem, save, and draw humanity to himself. And right now, he's trying to draw humanity throughout the world to himself. He's saying, you need me, and I'm here, and I need you, and I want you, and I need you. Are you listening? Are you listening to his voice, the voice of truth? This was the it that was finished as Jesus shouted his dying words. It's finished. All of humanity has been redeemed. All of humanity has been forgiven. All of humanity who calls on my name, this is Jesus who calls on my name shall be saved and they will have the promise of eternal life. And if you have received Jesus Christ or you can maybe receive him for the first time today, when you receive him as your savior, you right away, that very moment, have the promise of eternity within you right now. In essence, he's given you the keys to the kingdom. You know, the only way I know how to tell my children how much I love them is by saying, I love you so much that I would die for you without even thinking about it. I love you that much. And that's what we see on the cross, the sacrificial love of God displayed. On the cross, we see our brokenness and God's grace. We see our need to be loved and God's expression of love. We see, of a, we see a picture of how we are meant to live our lives from this time forward. And everything we see in the world around us, we see in the light of the cross. I love how the Apostle Paul summarizes the gospel, the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and the work of the cross. He says this in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Because Jesus finished his work of salvation, you and I don't need to add to it in any way. We don't need to add to the gospel. We don't need to add to God's word. It is what it is. It's his empirical word for us to live out, not to apply it the way we think we ought to apply it or make it say what we want it to say, but his word, his truth is final. Do you hear me, church? It's final. It's finished for us. No need to add anything to it. In fact, we can't. He accomplished what we could never accomplish, taking our sin upon himself and giving us his life in return. Do you hear that? We are the body of Christ, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the feet. We are the body of Christ, and we represent him in the world today. Christ is living. He's not a dead prophet or a dead God. He's living through you and through me. I like to refer to it as the body in motion. When we go out and when we serve and when we love and when we reciprocate Jesus Christ, we are the body of Christ in motion. Wow. Because of what he finished. You and I are never finished. We are a work in progress. Sanctification. Oh no, there's one of those big church words again. That means we are just striving to be more like Christ. That's what we want to do. And we realize that our journey of faith, and that's what sanctification is, it's a lifelong journey of faith that we have hope for this life and for the next. 
We know that nothing can separate us from God's love. One day, what God has begun in us will also be finished by his grace. Until that day, we live in the confidence of Jesus' cry of victory. It is finished. It is finished. Here's another question for reflection. Here at Misty Creek, we give you a word that you can apply in your life and take outside to the world. Here it is. Let me ask you the question. Do you live as if Jesus finished the work of salvation? Do you? Do you have confidence that God will finish that which he began in you? God who began a good work in you. God who began a good work in you. He'll be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. God who started a work will be faithful to complete it in you. I want you to join me in this prayer. Make this your prayer this morning. You can repeat this prayer after me if you'd like. Oh God. How can I ever find words to express my gratitude to you? Jesus, you did it. You finished that for which you had been sent. Faithful in life, faithful in death. You accomplished that which no other person could do. Taking on the sin of the world upon your sinless shoulders. Taking my sin, our sin so that we might receive your forgiveness and new life. All praise be to you, gracious Lord, for finishing the work of salvation. All praise be to you, dear Jesus, for saving us, for saving me. Hallelujah. You are above all and in all, mighty God. Your son, Jesus Christ, took on the weight of the world's sin. His bone was crushed. His flesh was ripped. He was mocked. He was made fun of. He was ridiculed. His, his clothing was gambled over to prove to us just how deep and wide the Father's love is. You are above all Savior of the world. Thank you. Thank you for loving us. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you this morning, while you're at home, to participate in an interactive online Holy Communion. I want you to go into your kitchen, into your cupboard, and get whatever you can find that represents bread and juice, which is the body and blood of Christ. We're going to partake of Holy Communion today which is a sacrament. It's an outward invisible sign of an inward spiritual grace. It's a gift that God has given us. It represents Christ's body being broken and his blood being shed. So get whatever you can find. It can be crackers or goldfish, a loaf of bread, whatever you have. It can be juice or, or water or a soft drink, even wine. And we know some of you've got some wine, so bring it out. Bring it into your living room, into your kitchen, wherever you are, and experience it. For yourself. I'm going to lead us through that Holy Communion liturgy. It's an abbreviated version. 
On the night in which he was to be betrayed, Jesus took the bread. He broke the bread and he gave thanks and he said, This is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat as often as you can in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took the cup of salvation and he said, This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink as often as you can in remembrance of me. So we have the body and the blood of Christ. Whatever you've got there, use it. It's symbolism. Join me in this prayer. This is a prayer for you as well as we bless this bread and this juice, your bread and juice at home, whatever you have there in front of you. Almighty God, we ask you to send forth your spirit upon this bread and upon this juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Lord, help us to be the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. So we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit over all of us, wherever we are all over the world right now, Lord calm our spirits and help us know that everything is going to be okay it's going to be okay you're telling us God we feel it right now that you've got this and you're holding us in the palm of your hands we remember that night that Jesus gathered around the table with his disciples he was telling them everything's going to be okay I will be with you to the very end of the age in essence, when he broke that bread, he was saying, my body was broken because of you. My blood was shed because of you. And so I invite you right now. I invite you to pray with me. Dear God, thank you for the mighty sacrifice you've made on our behalf. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ broken for you. The blood of Jesus Christ shed for you. However you want to do this, if you want to share it together with those around you, if you want to take it individually, however you want to do this to remain safe and sanitary, you may do that. I'm going to dip this cracker into this juice. And as you do that, know that you're being set free to be who God created you to be. Thanks be to God. God bless you. We love you. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.